the Aggies. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. The Jazz. Stockton on the three. The high schools. Also going to take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports, wife carrying. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson and Jason Walker. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen your friendly face across the way. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, is is my mic on? Is it? <laughs> Do you remember to turn my <laughs> mic on? Uh, yeah, had had a lot of fun. Nice long vacation. Probably the longest vacations I've taken in a while. I usually only do like long weekends, but I dang near did a full two weeks. You were all over the place too. Yeah, I went. To, it was kind of two vacations in one. Because uh, I went to New York to a family reunion, um, spent, it was about a week, that was the longer part of it, uh, and it was in a place called Herkimer. Herkimer? Yeah, and me and my brother decided that's the sound that you make when you have a stroke and a heart attack at the same time. <laughs> uh, but it was fun, it was a nice, nice time to spend with pretty much all the family. Uh, all the aunts and uncles were there, um, and the grandparents and most of the grandkids, so Very a lot cool. of fun there. And then... We went to Wyoming, which is uh, my brother lives in Casper, so we went and visited him pretty much right after getting back from New York. We had a little, we had a pit stop in Logan, so I was technically in town last Wednesday, but I was fresh off a flight where I got back at like two in the morning. So apologies for not checking in <laughs> on Wednesday, but then we we went out the next day to Casper, and I got back yesterday. Wow. Wow, many miles. You've put, you've yes, a lot of miles, a lot of flights, and then the 300-plus mile drive into Wyoming. So, Well, it's not like anything really big happened while you were away. Yeah, so. I was wondering, did, did anything happen? Like, yeah. did the Jazz hire a new coach? Did they trade anybody? Like, I've, I've been dying to know. <laughs> I, I don't – I mean, there, are, there have been weeks where there's been big stuff that's happened, all kind of jammed together. But last week certainly is up there to compete. With, in a week span of time, when we look at sports events specifically, uh, it's kind of hard to compete with what happened in one week's time last week. Yeah, and it wasn't just one sport. It was like, what, two or three, or I guess it was college football or college just in general, and the NBA. Could have had the trifecta of the Deshaun Watson stuff had started being settled last week. <laughs> then we would have had everything. That's true. But on, only we only got a Rudy Gobert trade and conference realignment. That's all we got. And Will Hardy. And Will Hardy. Yeah, so, <laughs> for, so it was huge for Utah because there's a lot that impacts Utah with all of these. Obviously, the Utah Jazz stuff directly impacts, but also the conference realignment affects a lot in Utah with basically every college, you know, or the three major colleges, BYU, Utah, and USU are all being affected by this or at least potentially affected by this conference realignment. Yeah, and there's more on that today. We'll get to that. You heard it at the top of the hour there with the Fox Sports What's Trending. Um, there's, As you might suspect, there's going to be more uh, reflexive action based on, uh, in retrospect, or I guess in response, that's a better term, 
in response to what USC and UCLA have announced that they're doing, and Big Ten uh, presidents all voted unanimously to accept them. Uh, so what what's, what are the next steps? We've debated that for the last few days, and now there's news today about some movement there. Uh, so we'll, we'll get into that. And, again, we always try to bring it back to how does this affect the Mountain West and, more specifically, how does this potentially impact Utah State? So we'll try to take a look at that. Uh, Will Hardy was officially introduced today, uh, so we'll hear from him. His entire press conference was about 17, 17 and a half minutes long. I don't know that we're going to – I don't think we're going to play the full presser. We'll make it available on our podcast. But – uh, we'll get what he said, and I think it pretty much and pretty well sums up everything in what he said in his opening remarks. There were some questions asked of him, and he illuminated a few things additionally, but really everything is summed up with what he said. Ryan Smith was there. Danny Ainge was there as well. So uh, we'll, we'll let you hear from Will Hardy as the next head coach of the Utah Jazz. Um, but also, you know, the Jazz as an organization are busy because today's the start of uh, the Salt Lake Summer League. So who's on the Utah roster even? Yeah, lots of fun stuff. You won't know most of the names that are on the roster. I recognize a few of them. There's actually one guy, he's like a seven-year veteran of of the NBA, and he's on the Summer League roster, so he's... He's fallen a bit far. Wow. The, most of them are rookies or first years. but Interesting. Yeah. It's always interesting to see these guys because there's usually like two or three guys per summer league location that jump out and usually earn themselves an NBA contract by you know averaging 22 points over a three, four game span. Yeah, so we'll look at what that schedule looks like for games. If you want to go down to Salt Lake and catch one game, uh, who's, you know, even what, who's on the roster, if you do go down – Who's worth really paying attention to? Yeah, there's a few names, local and otherwise, that are that are going to be interesting. So some na- some names you will rec- you will recognize. So. Yes, um, but oh, and, and I guess we should mention this as well. If you want to chime in on any of these topics with an opinion or a question, feel free to uh, to let us know on our full court press text line four three five three three nine zero three two one to uh, to chime in. Yeah, tell me what I missed. <laughs> what, what did I miss in the last two weeks? Yeah, something, any, ha- something surely happened. Something. Fill in the blanks. Uh, let's let's start off with uh, um, Will Hardy introduced today, uh, along with Ryan Smith, the owner, and uh, Danny Ainge, the CEO of the Utah Jazz, uh, met with the media today. Officially introduced Will Hardy, and um, you know, he's young. He's 34 years old. Spent um, a lot of time in San Antonio, though he's only 34, so it's not a lot of time. He didn't spend a long time, just, <laughs> yes. a, just a little bit. Spent some time in San Antonio, one year in Boston, before becoming the next head coach. And uh, before, I'll sum up what, what Ryan Smith said and what Danny Ainge said about Will Hardy. And then we'll hear from Will Hardy himself. Basically, they both echoed that... There were some good candidates, but Will Smith blew them away through the interview process, as you might suspect they would say in an introductory press conference. But it was unanimous um, that it was an easy decision, and Danny Ainge said they picked the best coach available, and the competition was good, and they feel it was a resounding success to find Will. So, with that being said, in the lead-up to Will Hardy, 
Here he is introducing himself to the Utah media and Utah fans everywhere. Hello to everybody. Um, I need to start with some thank yous first. Uh, first and foremost, my wife. A lot of sacrifices for me and uh, our family to allow me to do what I love. Um, and it's not lost on me that those sacrifices are as big a reason that I'm sitting here as anything that I've done. So thank you, babe. I love you. Um, the San Antonio Spurs, the first 11 years of my career, helped me really set a foundation for who I am as a coach, um, helped me form habits, uh, not only as a coach, but as a young professional. Um, this last year at the Boston Celtics, an incredible for me and my family, um, maybe the biggest year of growth of my life. And Ime and, and the players there were so good to me. And though I wasn't there long, those relationships will be with me forever. And then that's led me here. Um, I want to thank Ryan, Danny, Justin, and the organization for entrusting me with this great responsibility. Um, it's an amazing opportunity, and it's not one that I take lightly. And I look forward to our partnership and growing together as we move forward. Um, my time in, in San Antonio and, and Boston really helped formulate for me what's important to me. Um, as a coach and as we move into this next chapter here in Utah I want our team to represent toughness sacrifice and passion I think that those values are very reflective of this organization but also their values that the state of Utah and our incredible fan base can feel deeply connected to and very very proud of um, so for myself, my wife, and our two little girls, we're really excited about joining this community. And thank you for welcoming us with open arms. And it's time to get to work. That was Will Hardy. <laughs> I almost lost it on air when you said that. So. Not, not Will Smith. Give you a good firm slap for that. Oh, oh gosh. But... Um, he answered uh, after that he he answered some questions from the media but um there really wasn't anything in the Q&A that brought any additional detail too much than what he pretty much summarized right there because the the biggest takeaway here is what he said near the end there basically his mission statement for being a coach and what he wants to imprint upon the Utah Jazz as a team is to develop uh, or to be a team that embodies toughness, sacrifice, and passion. He repeated those three words a few times in his presser today. Um, and that really his, his first part of going to work here is getting to know people before he even starts talking about basketball. Yes, he still needs to put together a coaching staff. Uh, he wasn't really committal on, on who that would be, whether it's current Guys on the on the staff or bringing some others with him, but uh, he did say he's he's uh, talking to the current staff and uh, there are certainly candidates to remain on. Yeah, the the thing with these introductory matter practice here, <laughs> the thing with these introductory press conferences is they're they're almost a game in and of themselves because you can never really learn much from them unless you try and 
look more into things than, you know, there than may really be there. You know, because he has to say when they ask him, are you looking at the current assistants? Well, of course he's going to. It's like when a coach gets fired and there's an interim coach and you ask the athletic director, is the interim coach going to get a chance to be a head coach? And the athletic director always says yes. He'll get a chance. And then he never does, except like one out of every 50 times the interim gets the job. Um, and so there's all these kind of things that are always said at these press conferences and of see, course, he's their guy. He would have been yeah. hired if he wasn't their guy. Yeah, they always say the same variation. And Ryan Smith said, you know, that there's good candidates, and he blew us away, and yada, yada, yada. And they get flowerier and flowerier language as we go along because they have to keep outdoing the thing they did last time. <laughs> so it's a game. Just as much as the games they're going to play in October and, and through May, this is a bit of a game. It's, it's a PR game. So you kind of have to read into it what you can. There's not much. Obviously, he's going to have his sayings. You know, you mentioned the one that I've already forgotten, the toughness, sacrifice, and passion. Passion. There we go. I got two out of three, uh, which is a good shooting percentage. Yeah, not <laughs> so, bad. So, you know, he's got all his sayings, and it's good to hear those things. And sometimes people will blow you away in the introductory press conferences, but those are usually the guys that have high energy. You know, Craig Smith was that way. But even if he's a, you know, like this one, he didn't, you know, come out there. He wasn't pounding on the table and talking about stories where he punched a snake. <laughs> he was, you know, it was a bit more laid back. But that doesn't mean he's not passionate. Quinn Snyder was laid back in that way with the media. Yes, very. So it's unfortunately we can't like read into his energy because he may just be a laid back guy. So I don't know how much I take away from this because, again, it's just it's stuff that his agent told him to say. You know, say this, say this, say you're thankful to the Spurs, you like this opportunity, you know, you're grateful for the opportunity in San Antonio, grateful to Boston, grateful to be here, you know. There's all these things they have to say, and eventually, maybe they'll get to something of substance. Now, there were a few items uh, that did, uh, um, did, did somewhat stand out in the Q&A, and I don't mean to gloss over all of it, but one was about the roster, you know, roster discussions, very non-committal there, uh, but that he is working with the the front office and he's getting to know the the players who are there and and trying to get a feel for what he has. Certainly, the Jazz are not done as a team. Yeah, they, with, they, with probably going to be some more trades that happen before this is all said and done. Yeah, they've got about half the roster and probably only half the guys that are here will probably still be here come October. Uh, and then the other part was about being you know. Uh, there was a question about patience, and um, it, it was phrased as if, "Are you are you going to be patient if the Jazz need to tear tear everything down and build from scratch?" And he didn't take the bait on that, um, and because he said, "Look, I'm I'm here to do what what's best in front of me," and. It, because he came from a situation in Boston with a first-year head coach who took his team to the NBA Finals. And it's not like there's an expectation that he does the same, but he's also not going to be like, I'm going to tear this thing down and we're going to be a lottery team next year. So the sense that he's going to work with what he has and he's still committed to trying to be a competitive and put together a competitive team, basically. And that's that's a good answer. As part of the game, it's a good answer because you never want to say we're not going to compete. So not you know not taking the bait there was a good thing. I'm going to do the best with what we have. 
you know, it signals because they still got to try and sell season ticket holders, trying to keep them from just, you know, canceling their tickets right away after Rudy Gobert got traded. So, you know, I got to appeal to them and try and make money this season. Um, kind of lost where I was going. Oh, yeah, the, the real question here is, unfortunately, it shouldn't be asked to Will Hardy. It should be asked to Ryan Smith. Will you huh. be patient with Will Hardy if you tear everything down and he goes 25 and what, and you'll get 25 wins for the next three years? Because I believe I said this at some point on Twitter where it's like, Teams are very impatient with coaches when they're going through the rebuilding process. You know, you go three straight years with 25 wins. Doesn't matter if it was because the GM tore everything down. You get fired, and they bring the new guy in, and he's the one that gets coach of the year because he won 50 games after 25 the year before. Right, so. after, after somebody else putting in all the effort to develop players to where they could take that next step. Yeah, and basically. Somebody else comes in and gets the, so, gr- the credit for it. So that's the real question. Of course, Ryan Smith will never answer that honestly. And, of course, he may not be lying. He may be honestly thinking that Will Hardy is the next Jerry Sloan. I would hope for that kind of optimism from your owner and that kind of confidence in the decision that you've made. Uh, he did say that he has reached out to a few current players. Uh, he did mention Donovan Mitchell. He has a unique relationship with Mitchell where he was on the World Cup coaching staff with Mitchell in 2019 uh, that he worked together on that squad and now he's his new head coach so he has uh, reached out to Donovan he didn't mention any other players but he did say that he's working on reaching out to multiple people with staff rostered players front office people to develop a rapport and a relationship with people who are part of this organization as a whole. Yeah, I'm sure he had to do some apologizing for the fact that Donovan's like two best friends on the team also got traded or jettisoned from jettisoned. the team. Yeah, uh, Royce being traded and uh, Eric Pascal not getting a uh, qualifying offer, just them deciding not to re-sign him. Yeah, would have loved to have been a fly on the wall in the interview process to hear what Will Hardy said about the future of the team based on who's here and where does he see the relationship with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert or the other players on the team, and how to move it forward. Yeah, I wonder if they told him, like, if Will asked, like, okay, how likely is it that you trade one or both of Rudy and Donovan? Like, with how much of that was part of the – it had to have been part of the conversation. It had to have been. Had to. So, like, how much – and is Will – I imagine Will is in on it. So, I imagine they'd have to decide on who they're going to be – who they're going to select as their head coach based on, like, it, we're going to build around Rudy, or we're going to build around Donovan, or – how do you make this work with both of them? And we saw what the Jazz did with Rudy, so the conversation had to have been, how do you build around Donovan Mitchell as your centerpiece? Yeah, Maybe Will came in and was like, all right, here's my pitch, and it's all about building around Donovan. Maybe. I don't know. That's just speculation. We'll never know until maybe Will writes his his uh, memoirs. I guess like 50 years down the road, based on how young he is, he's got to wait. It's going to be writes. a while. Yeah, might It'll have, be might have to wait a bit. Um, I, I guess there's a little side note here. That I didn't realize this earlier, but apparently some things have been written about it. Um, but uh, Will Hardy spent like eight weeks or so in Utah between uh, just after his junior year in college. Came out here to be an intern with the Salt Lake Bees. And uh, he was recovering from a knee injury. He spent his internship, he, re- he reported to uh, Jim Olson, who is now the president of the Utah Jazz, 
But at the time, he uh, he was working in Salt Lake with the Salt Lake Bees. Well, I imagine that's where the, the start was. I, I guess there's, that's how a lot of these jobs happen is connections. That's how I landed here is because I knew you. <laughs> <laughs> I had your number and I texted you. That's right. So all, all these hirings begin with a small connection sometimes. That's true. So he's already had some experience with what it means to uh, live in Utah, understands uh, a little bit about you know, the culture here, and, and this isn't his first rodeo in the state. So he has spent some time here, and I think that's going to help give him a little bit of a leg up. Uh, and what does this team look like going forward in the future? Still some moving and shaking to, to take place on this roster before it's all said and done. But uh, how they evaluate this uh this some young talent will begin tonight with the summer league. So we'll look at that coming up next. Who's on the roster for the Jazz in their summer league? What are the games schedules look like? If you want to run down to Salt Lake to watch some of these games, um, uh, and they're they can be fun. It's kind of a different atmosphere when you go down. It's not really great basketball, but it's kind of fun to see the individual talent that's on display, and you're going to see some really good uh, players who will be there trying to make their way into the NBA. So. Yeah. Uh, there's some pretty interesting selections that will be there on other teams playing against the Jazz and against other teams that will be participating. Yeah, it's just a chance for a lot of these young guys to showcase themselves. And with the team makeup, they've not played together, so it ends up being a bit of glorified one-on, you know, a bunch of different one-on-ones. And the talented young players tend to shine, so it's fun to watch. All right, so we'll get into that. Uh, we'll, more about conference realignment. What's the latest there? Uh, we'll also have our stat that blew our mind and our player of the week. And reminder, if you want to chime in on our full court press text line, 435-339-0321. We'll get into that coming up on the full court press. Bicycle, bicycle. Hey, Cash Valley. It's time again for one of the best cycling events in the West. The 11th annual Cash Grand Fondo on Saturday, July 9th. Every type of cyclist is welcome. Racers compete to qualify for world and national championships, and recreational riders simply enjoy a great day riding one of our 35, 50, 75, or 100-mile courses. We even allow e-bikes on the 35-mile course. So come on out for a chance to win cool prizes, eat plenty of food, get a rider gift, free photos, and a cool finisher's pin on July 9th. For more information and to register, go to cashgrandfondo.com. How many years has it been since you were married? One year? Ten years? Longer? This is Jarrett from Jarrett's Fine Jewelry. No matter how many years it's been, you always remember just how you felt. Show her you love her all over again with something special from Jarrett's. We can help you surprise her or bring her in and you can pick it out together. Maybe it's restyling the old ring or upgrading to a larger diamond that she just may have hinted about. No matter how many years it's been, let us help make it special on your anniversary. Jarrett's Fine Jewelry. Make it special. Make it Jarrett's. Hey, it's Jackson with Mountain West Motor, inviting you to check out our new location at 615 North Main in Logan. If you're looking for a rig that will turn heads on the road, each vehicle on our lot has been customized and built for your adventure. Whether it's hauling kids, hauling trailers, or roaming in the mountains, choose from our collection of trucks and SUVs at Mountain West Motor like no other dealership in Cache Valley. Visit us at mwmotor.com. Mountain West Motor, built for your adventure. 
This is Ryan at My Mattress. A mattress store recently closed right next door to our Riverdale location. Most people have said how awesome that is for us. I think I disagree. At My Mattress, we love competition. We love it if you shop other places, but also give us a shot. Shop online or go to other stores, maybe even a warehouse sale, but come into My Mattress because we want our shot at winning your business. Come into My Mattress right now and see if better sleep and better pricing are what you'll find. This is Jay with Daryl's Appliance. Independence Day sale starting now until July 5th. Double dip with up to 30% off select appliances plus save up to $800 on our exclusive mail-in rebate with GE, Whirlpool, Beko, and Maytag Kitchen and Laundry Appliances. We haven't seen rebates like this since before the pandemic. Take advantage today. See store for details. Daryl's West on Airport Road, open till 6 on weekdays, 5 p.m. on Saturday. Grantham Automotive Repair knows how busy you are. I'm like the busiest person alive. We know there's never enough time in your day. I make instant oatmeal in the microwave. We know it's not always convenient to get your car fixed, so we will come to you. Introducing Grantham Automotive with over 10 years' experience. Our master ASC technician is licensed and insured and headed your way. Book your service appointment by calling 435-229-4345. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, Grantham Mobile Automotive Repair is on the go and ready to get your car repair tackled quickly. Locally owned and operated, Grantham Mobile Automotive They'll come to you. 435-229-4345. Uh, full Court Press text line is open if you want to chime in. 435-339-0321. Will Hardy officially announced today as Utah Jazz next head coach. And, yeah, these introductory press conferences are a lot of fluff, but sometimes you get a few things out of it here and there. Uh, he did parrot something that, Greg Popovich is famous for saying that it's not about you. It's You have to have a bigger picture you know, with the team effort, team aspect. And he basically said the same thing, but uh, has his, his three key words, part of his mission statement, that this is going to be a team with toughness, sacrifice, and passion. Yeah, and I don't want to take completely away from the idea of introductory press conferences because – Part of it is learning a bit of the personality of the coach. I never heard Will Hardy speak in my life. All I knew was his face, and I'd known that for about a week now. <laughs> I'd never looked at him before. Uh, I, I guess slightly back because you know he was in the coaching search, so I'd looked him up then. But you know, this is the first time that you really get to hear him speak. You learn a bit of his personality, and there are things that you can parse out of all that fluffy language to some of their coaching philosophy obviously you can't pull out x's and o's even though usually media people will try and and pull that out mm-hmm. and then they give some fluffy answers about we'll play offense defense and special teams and sometimes basketball coaches even make that joke but you know yeah because there were some questions that tried to get him to react to roster decisions coaching decisions and he like a seasoned pro just walked right around him while give, still giving an answer but not getting specific details. Yeah, and that's why it's a game because the reporters, you know, the guys like me and you and all the guys that are down there 
you know, doing the actual press conference. And we do these kind of things. We're trying to draw those answers out. And you either have to be incredibly, you know, good at wording your question or maybe going at it a certain way because otherwise you get this coach speak answer. And the good coaches, they'll just give you that anyway and just not answer the question. Those are the best ones where they just can line up a stock answer that has nothing to do with what your question was, but it kind of sounds like it did. Right. So, again, that's the game you play. You try and get something out, or if you're a lazy reporter, you just ask the question and you pull out the lazy response, then you plug it in your article, and that's that. (laughs) Which that happens a lot, unfortunately. That happens, too. Uh, Full Court Press text line 435-339-0321-8968 weighing in. Says, you spent last week in Wyoming. As one who just came back from western Wyoming after four months, all I say... All I can say is I'm sorry. Uh, it's beautiful country to drive through. That's that's <laughs> that's about it. It's it's a nice place. Uh, I wouldn't mind living there. Um, I I like the small town life. Um, that's part of why I love Logan. It feels like a small town, even though it's it's a little bigger. It's a bit of a central hub for the you know the Cache Valley. So it's got a little more than my hometown did, even though the populations are pretty similar. Um, so, but I. That's why you were more uh, central or eastern Wyoming, or yeah, it was a little closer to central. Casper is kind of south central, maybe slightly western, but it's in. Oh, I'm thinking of Cheyenne. You're right, Cheyenne. Yeah, Cheyenne's like, yeah, yeah. Casper. I think is a little closer to central. I believe. I didn't. I looked at a map like once, but I'm pretty sure it's. We were in kind of south central Wyoming. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong. (laughs) Uh, so Utah Jazz are hosting the 2022 Salt Lake City Summer League. It's taking place there in Vivint. And uh, the uh, the first game for the Jazz is tonight at 7 o'clock uh, against Philadelphia. And, no, excuse me, against the Thunder. Then they play Philadelphia tomorrow at 7. And then the Jazz will conclude their Summer League when they play at 6 o'clock on July 7th against the Grizzlies. Uh, the Jazz roster, uh, as we've mentioned before, this is really this is a summer league for Jared Butler, who didn't really have one last year because he was coming off of an injury, and the Jazz wanted to make sure he was healthy. Uh, but this is a real big shot for him to prove himself as a rotational guard for the Utah Jazz. Um, but there's a few other names to keep an eye on on that Utah roster specifically Xavier Sneed, who was a two-way player for the Jazz last year. Saw a very limited time um, on the in the regular season. Yeah. Did he even get in a game, maybe one or two, when maybe. they had that COVID mess in January? Yeah, I think. I don't remember it. So it probably did happen. Maybe one of the blowouts that it wasn't memorable if he did play. Uh, I just think the two guys that I'm focusing on, aside from Jared Butler, is the man, the myth, the legend, Taco Fall, and then <laughs> yes. best name nominee, uh, DJ Funderburk, <laughs> so, who is, I believe, a returner to the Summer League roster for the Jazz. I think he's played, he's done something with Jazz before, maybe it was G League or something, but this isn't the first time we've run into DJ uh, when it comes to the Jazz. Uh, also on the roster will be Johnny Juzang. The undrafted free agent to signed to a two-way contract out of UCLA. Um, if you missed it, he was involved in a car accident, a minor car accident, going to a jazz practice last week, but he's okay. Um, 
But um, and, and then there's been there's been some interesting um, talk about Jordan Usher as somebody who could be one to watch in the summer league for the Jazz. So again, these are all fringe players when it comes down to it, uh, except for perhaps Jared Butler, who if he has a good summer could prove to be somebody who deserves to be more of a rotation guy for the jazz. Yeah. It's going to be tricky because the jazz have just traded for and have a bunch of guards on the team. So the guard rotation is even more congested than it was last year. Somehow with all the guys they brought in, Mike Conley still being around and Jordan Clarkson and all that. But yeah, this is the chance we're going to really get to see him play you know, he'll get a chance to really show his scoring chops. That's, it was a really underrated part of his game, I think, is how good of a scorer he is. You know, you, you watch his stuff at Butler. He's got handles. He's got basically every trick in his bag, at least, you know, for a guy this young, about every trick you can have. His release on his jumper is a little lower than I like. Hopefully you can see that begin to get fixed in the NBA. Maybe a year or two his release is a little higher up, and that can help him out. Because you don't want to have a low release as a six foot three guard. No. Um, but I think he can really show off that scoring in the summer league and also his playmaking. You know, the summer league is built for guys like Jared Butler who handle the ball a lot and who are the lead guy because they're the ones who will be doing the playmaking and the scoring, so he can really show off his stuff. And if he doesn't, it's a bit of a red flag because, again, the summer league here is built for a guy like him where he can really, really shine. And the only other position that's maybe as helpful are – really tall centers who get tons of rebounds and score a lot and shoot well. Yeah, and I'd also like to really pay attention to what Jimmy or what Jared Jimmy Butler. I'm all I'm great with the names today. Jared <laughs> Butler. Uh what he looks like defensively too. Um because I think that's what will help give him minutes on an NBA roster with the Utah Jazz is if he can play solid defense. I think he has ability to to do things offensively. But can he hold his own defensively? And against the summer league, it's going to be different competition. But you know, it'll be interesting to see if what his defense looks like too. Yeah, and honestly, I was really surprised at how good his defense was in the few minutes he played in the NBA. Granted, most guys who come in in the type of minutes Butler got, you know, the garbage minutes and things like that, they tend to hustle really hard because they're playing five minutes and they want to impress, so they'll they'll play a little more impressive defense in some cases, which is what impressed me about Butler is he was staying in front of his guy who's being a pest defensively, which is what he would have to be in the NBA because, again, he's a shorter guard with a shorter wingspan. A pest is all he can be, you know, the Patrick Beverly types. Yes. Or the shorter Tony Allen. Um, So if he can kind of do that, you know, that's his ticket to the end to minutes at least this year. Um, and that's where then he can start showing off his scoring if he gets those minutes. Well, Trent Forrest is no longer in a Jazz uniform. If the Jazz move uh, Mike Connolly, then they will. Re- they really need that other option for a point guard distributor to be the backup to Donovan Mitchell. And so that's why it's, this is a really important summer for Jared Butler. See, I'd eventually like to see Jared Butler kind of, I was originally thinking maybe take over kind of the Mike Conley if he were to become a better playmaker, but it might be better for him to kind of be that more of a Jordan Clarkson because it'll be really hard to develop a backcourt with Jared Butler and Donovan Mitchell. 
we've already talked about how having two six foot one guards is a problem, and having a six foot one and a six foot three guard isn't much better. So it's hard to see him becoming a mainstay with Donovan Mitchell in the same backcourt. So long term, it's either better for Jared Butler to be a sixth man here or Sadly, he may end up going somewhere else, which is kind of the reality of these rebuilds. We get excited about these guys, but how likely is it that Jared Butler's on this team next year, let alone two or three years down the road? Uh, speaking of summer leagues, um, you know, well, should mention Chet Holmgren will be in Utah tonight with the, the Thunder. Um, great talent out of Gonzaga. Uh, somebody else to watch for that will be in Salt Lake this week is David Roddy. He'll be there with the with the Grizzlies. So there's going to be some interesting players to watch for, notable players to watch for in these games that take place in Salt Lake this week. Yeah, and I think Roddy, you know, there's some worry about him being able to really translate his game to the NBA, but I think he could tear up the summer league. He's that kind of guy who really can because against, you know, real NBA talent, he may struggle with the athleticism and the size, but a lot of these guys are – college-ish, maybe college-plus, you know, slightly better than the average college player. But I think he'll still put up some really good numbers and probably shine in the summer league. Right. And and does David Roddy, is he more like a Grant Williams? Is he like like a green uh, for the Golden State? That that type of player that can guard in the low post but can also go outside and and guard guards as, as well because of his size and his bulk he can guard forwards larger players but because of his skill set he can also guard on the perimeter yeah and that'll that'll be his meal ticket if he can guard on the perimeter he's set but that'll be the big question for him which won't be solved at summer league it'll be solved no. when he plays you know his rookie season right um uh, there were some these aren't the first games in the summer to be played there were some games that took place this last weekend in San Francisco and the Sacramento Kings were there, and Namish Keta had himself uh, a pretty good weekend. Um, he averaged about um, he only averaged about five points a game, but uh, he had a couple of games where, uh, in fact, I don't know that that's correct. Actually, yeah, I think so he, the, the stats I'm pulling up is 13 points a game. Yeah, I was five say, he did better than what this is showing. Yeah, yeah, he so you know solid outing for him. Not an elite outing. Granted, he played like 22 minutes a game, which. It's always weird how many minutes a game some of these guys get. Uh, centers maybe tend to get a little less. They're always they're not always in shape enough to play the 30, 35 minutes. And sometimes they're trying to rotate and play everybody because the point of this is development, not necessarily to showcase the one guy. But, you know, 13 points, 60% shooting. Again, this, these are two-game averages, so it's, you know, small sample size. But, you know, decent plays from him, got people talking and – you know, the guys in Sacramento seem to like him kind of in that, you know, everybody always loves the two-way guys they have. They're always, you know, the sneaky, underrated prospect. So a bit of that is kind of some fluff. But when you watch him, he seems to have some real, like, you know, kind of fringe NBA talent. He could come in and be a rotation guy. It just feels like he needs a chance, which he hasn't gotten and may never get. It's just kind of the reality of the NBA sometimes. Uh, yeah, there he made some great highlights. Yeah, he did. Uh, on some rolls, on some lobs, uh, some moves that he had offensively and defensively. Uh, he was he, he parlayed that into another two-way contract with Sacramento. So, it, good to see Namish Keta sticking yeah. around. I'm I'm hoping he gets you know gets some real time. Unfortunately, that may just come way of injuries. 
He also got drafted by the Kings, which might be the worst luck he's ever had in his life. So we'll see how that goes for him. Hoping for the best. Uh, all right, another quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. We'll get into conference realignment. Uh, it's more news about that today and how that potentially affects the Mountain West, and more specifically the Utah State Aggies. We'll also get into the stat that blew our minds and our player of the week. That's uh, coming up. Uh, also, Mountain West Motor. Invite you to help them by driving change in our community. Each month, Mountain West Motor selects a local nonprofit or cause to donate funds to, and we can all drive change by helping those in need. Visit Mountain West Motor and explore your next adventure with a newly customized truck or SUV, and ask them about who they're selecting this month to help out. So visit mwmotor.com or stop by their new location at 615 North Main in Logan. Who do you turn to if you want to change out your wood or pellet stove? Advanced Fireplace and Stove. They were voted the gold medalist for Best of Northern Utah for the second year in a row in the fireplace retrofit category. Be ready when the government's next wood and pellet replacement incentives pop up. Advanced Fireplace can help you navigate the paperwork. For more information, call Advanced Fireplace and Stove, 752-7272. Online, advancedfireplaceandstove.com. For the second year in a row, Advanced Heating and AC is honored to be named Gold Medalist for Best of Northern Utah in the AC and HVAC category. They thank you for your support and vote of confidence in their company. You have many choices when it comes to your home's heating and air conditioning system. Make sure you choose the gold medal winning company, Advanced Heating and AC. Call 752-7272 or stop by their showroom west of DI online at advancedheating-ac.com. Here's some good news. Beehive Pub and Grill just unveiled their new Summer of Beehive menu. If you know Beehive, you know they have some pretty amazing dishes. Looking for a meal with protein? Try the Boneless Wing Wedge or the Panzanella Power Bowl. Want something lighter? Try the Apple Pecan Salad or the BLT Avocado Toast. Place to go orders online through their website. Open 11 to 8.30 p.m. weekdays and 11 to 9 p.m. Friday and Saturday. Beehive Pub and Grill in Logan. This is Gene Needham of S.E. Needham Jewelers. If you are in the market for a diamond engagement ring, I would like to personally invite you to visit our store. With our beautiful selection of rings and broad diversity in style, you are sure to find a ring you'll love. You'll enjoy our quiet atmosphere as you view our beautiful selection of diamonds. We grade each diamond twice in order to assure exactness in the diamonds we present. Shop and compare, and then come to the Diamond Engage Ring Store, where Utah gets engaged. Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7. S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. You just finished your eye exam. What next? Well, of course, it's time to pick your frames and glasses. Did you know you have a choice where you get those from? May we suggest Crystal Vision in Logan. Nobody has the style and fashion to choose from like Crystal Vision. Their opticians are trained to fit your glasses to you, not the masses. Take your current prescription in and let Crystal Vision fit your glasses to you. Crystal Vision on 14th North or online at crystalvision.com. The Logo Shop is your go-to for sports team uniforms. But did you realize the Logo Shop does more than sports uniforms? The Logo Shop can customize shirts for your retail and your restaurant employees, golf shirts for your sales team, jackets for your club. The Logo Shop's creative team will come up with design ideas to help reimagine your team or business look. So for your sports team or your business team, get customized with the Logo Shop. Call them for a no-obligation quote. Logo Shop. The Logo Shop. The Logo Shop. 
The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Hey, it's Napa Auto Parts bucket sale coming up. Buy a Napa five-gallon bucket for $5.49. Get 20% off three or more items that fit in the buckets. There are a few exclusions that do apply. But go check it out. Find out more details at uh, any of the five Napa Auto Parts stores between Preston and Providence. Uh, Conference football, well, conference athletics, we should say, not just limiting to football, but more realignment talks today. A report from Dennis Don on CBS Sports saying that the Big 12 is in deep discussions to add up to six Pac-12 teams after USC and UCLA jumped to the Big 10. But it did identify four specifically, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah, as being the teams targeted by the Big 12. See, this is the domino that I was waiting for to see if it potentially really affects the Mountain West. Before, it was maybe the Pac-12 go after maybe one or two Mountain West teams, but more likely maybe they would try and poach the Big 12, though the Big 12 may be throwing down a reverse Uno card on that one (laughs) and saying, no, we're going to take you guys. And so this is where it can really affect the Mountain West because now we're in this really weird situation where maybe the Pac-12 collapses or maybe they just at, they just become Mountain West. Like they take in like four or five Mountain West schools and, and you know, become the Mountain West West. <laughs> right, because who's left over from the Pac? Yeah. Uh, it, UCLA and USC heading to the Big Ten. Some people are saying, well, maybe the Big Ten's not done. Maybe they want other schools. Well, if they did, they would have probably invited them by now. Yeah, If the Big Ten wanted Oregon and Washington, those discussions would have been had. Probably, because they probably would have reached out, because I think it was USC and UCLA who reached out to the Big Ten, if I remember the reporting right. So the the only explanation of maybe somebody else going, I think Oregon and Washington are like the two teams they're talking about. Maybe now they reach out, but kind of what you said, I feel like that conversation would have happened, because maybe the Big Ten would have then reached out to Oregon and Washington and try to start that conversation to invite them with USC and UCLA. Yeah, but I think it's pretty clear either UCLA and USC like blocked that idea or request or said, we we want to come, but don't invite others to this party. Or the Big Ten just wasn't interested in those other schools. Yeah, it's possible. They didn't. They only wanted to pay the expenses of USC and UCLA. They didn't, they didn't want to have to also pay for Oregon and and Washington to come over, and you know that's just too much. Right. But the Big 12, if they take Arizona, Arizona State, that gets them the Phoenix market. Uh, if they take Utah and Colorado, that helps supplement, you know, travel partners, you know, regional rivalries, if you will, for BYU. Yeah, it brings in a big rivalry. You like you're you're reestablishing a big college football rivalry. It gets Colorado back into the Big 12. Yeah. Um. So those those make sense. Now, do they go all the way up in the Northeast to take Washington and Oregon as well? Maybe. Maybe. And if they do, what's left of the Pac-12? You got Washington State, Oregon State, Cal, and Stanford. Yeah, there there ain't much left there, and I mean that is 
those are historic schools in and of them, at least you know a few of them the, the Stanfords and the Cows and and so there there's still some history there but you know the question at that point becomes who absorbs who? Does the Pac-12 absorb the Mountain West? Does the Big 12 just absorb the whole Pac-12? Does the Pac-12 just collapse? Like, there's this whole question of what becomes of, like, the last six teams of the Pac-12. Can they absorb the Mountain West? Or does the Mountain West just pull a absolute stunner and try and absorb the Pac-12? Yeah, I mean, Washington State, Oregon State, those really kind of match... This, the, the geography, the, the, uh, the type of teams that they are, the type of success that they've had, there's a lot in common with the Mountain West with those schools. But the Bay Area schools, Cal and Stanford, that'd probably be the harder sell to get them to come into the Mountain West. Yeah, they wouldn't like that. And they, those are the ones who would definitely try to keep the Pac-12 together and try and bring in whatever's left. There aren't really that many options because you know the Pac-12 has had this you know prestige to them you know you know conference of champions yeah conference of champions big research institutions and if they're going to expand there's nothing left because the big sports teams are all terrible academically or at least not to the standard they would want and all the good academic teams aren't very good programs I mean Utah State's in their supposedly that that R1 bracket as far as academics but they're not to the level of prestige that the Pac-12 was expecting from, you know, the the uh, sports sites. Utah State has what one national championship, I believe, in like volleyball way back way back when. <laughs> I don't even know if ago. I don't even know it was actually NCAA sanctioned sport back then for them. So it's like, you know, of the four hundred some odd champ- national championships the Pac-12 boasts, Utah State would have zero, and I imagine very few of the other Mountain West schools have very many of them. Right, because either you're right. Pac-12 would have to drop one of two things: the the research mantra, uh, or that they strongly believe in. They have their ivory tower that they live in; that that's very important to them. Or they'd have to settle for a school that doesn't have as much athletic success. Because San Diego State, which is rumored to be a hot target, they're not a research one tier one institution. Neither is Fresno State. Boise State certainly isn't, and those are the schools that people think, well, they'd be natural additions. Well, if the Pac-12, those member institutions, if they're going to hold strong to that, need to be a strong academic institution or research institution, they don't fit the bill. Yeah, at this point, Pac-12 are becoming beggars, and so they can't be choosers. They have to take what they get or collapse. A couple texts coming in. On the uh, full court press text line, one five seven zero. A couple texts here. If the Rudy trade was an absolute steal for the Jazz, Jazz lose his salary. I feel like Rudy had peaked. The Jazz can somehow get Aiton. I think his overall ceiling is higher, and Kessler may be a pretty decent player. Also, it also depends on how much Donovan Mitchell is buying into the new Jazz. If he isn't buying in, then they should completely rebuild and trade Donovan Mitchell as well. And then another text coming through. Just combine the Mountain West and the Pac-12 and call it the Mountain Pack. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Or maybe they just combine and they just call it the Pac-12 or the Pac however many teams. Um, but maybe the Mountain West is kind of like a hostile takeover and they're like they're the ones who run the show, but they still call it the Pac. But that, that that's that's a bunch of hypotheticals and, and business stuff that is 
may be interesting, but um, I don't know. As, as far as the, the trade, I know we I, – I mentioned this to Eric during the break. Like, I know everyone likes DeAndre Ayton for the Jazz. I don't. If Rudy wasn't the answer, DeAndre Ayton isn't. And maybe his ceiling is higher, but we're talking about an all-time generational defender. And Ayton is all-time in nothing, not offense or defense. So I don't see how his ceiling is really higher. And we just got off paying a center a ton of money. So, like, why are we going to pay a different center a ton of money? At the beginning of a rebuild? Right. It's risky. Very that, risky. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. All right, another quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. When we come back, Player of the Week, a stat that blew our minds. Hi, this is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. At White Pine, we value compassion, integrity, and service. We are committed to serving you and treating your family as our family. We will be here when you need us most to listen, to help, and to provide exactly what your circumstances require. At White Pine, we promise to dedicate our time and attention to you and your family. We invite you to come by and meet us. We're confident you'll feel a difference. Cash Valley Bank's newest branch is now open in Preston. I'm Lance Zollinger, and I'm excited to announce Cash Valley Bank is now open inside Stokes Marketplace. If you're an existing customer, you'll love the convenience. If you're not a customer, we'd love to have you open a new account with us, or even talk with us about a loan for your farmer business. Cash Valley Bank, a community bank where decisions are still made locally, now open in Preston. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. Hi, this is Ashley with LSS Insurance. Confused about what Medicare benefits you're eligible for? Need help understanding your Medicare Advantage coverage? It can be confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let us help. Call 752-9493. We have the experience and knowledge to help you feel comfortable and get the most out of Medicare. There's never a cost to work with us. Let us be your advocate. Learn more at lssins.com or call 752-9493. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. 1570. Uh, let's let's take some more time on this tomorrow, shall we? <laughs> yeah, we should, I don't think we some, have enough time. Because my opinion is somebody is wrong, and I need more time to talk about this. Well, I'm I think I'm going to disagree with you. So okay, one five seven zero making the case for Aiton. We'll we'll have a discussion on DeAndre Aiton. Is yes. he worth it? Yes. Uh, but the last uh, little bit here of the show, a stat that blew my mind. Jason's been away for a minute. Maybe he's got one as well. But mine is uh, my, mine goes to the the holiday weekend we just enjoyed. More specific, uh, specifically to yesterday. Oh, come on, you're not you're not gonna do this, are you? Joey Chestnut. No, come on, it's not <laughs> even a sport. <laughs> professional eating. He won his fifteenth Nathan's hot dog eating contest. That's not the stat that blew my mind. It's a fact that since he debuted in two thousand five in this contest. He has eaten 1,152 hot dogs and buns. Double any other competitor. I I just... The thing that blew my mind was the fact that he won while choking out some protester. <laughs> oh, yeah, about snapped right. a guy's neck. And uh, I believe Smithfield, Utah, caught some strays because of that protest. Because I think they were protesting something in Smithfield. I believe well, there's Smithfield Foods, which makes oh. meat products, but it's not related to... 
our local Smithfield. Utah. I thought it said. I thought somebody said Smithfield, Utah. I guess so. I guess I was wrong. That's okay. You got a stat real quick? Yeah. So I got. Uh, it's. I don't know if it's a stat, but uh, RSL Mikel Chang. He's been robbed of two assists by MLS stat keepers. <laughs> he pointed out on Twitter he supposedly had an assist, or in his opinion had one, and RSL's lost to Minnesota. Like He passed it in, and the goal was scored, but they didn't give him an assist, which is apparently the second time this has happened. Oh, that's robbery. It's unfair. It's unfair. All right, well, uh, I'll share my player of the week tomorrow. I think there will be a discussion with John Dre Ayton. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The L.A. Clippers were expected to be a major player in the Western Conference when they acquired Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. The team has had some competitive teams over the years, but the Clippers have failed to make it to the NBA Finals. As of right now, Vegas has the Clippers listed as co-favorites to win the title next season. But we may need to slow down jumping on board that Clippers bandwagon. Leonard and George have struggled to stay healthy over the the last couple of years, and when the team has made the playoffs, George has underperformed. To help take some pressure off the two stars, L.A. is bringing in five-time All-Star John Wall, but Wall comes in with his own flaws. The former number one overall pick has played in just 40 games over the last three seasons, and the point guard isn't a great shooter. Well, at least not from three-point range. There's no doubt the Clippers are talented, but with so many questions surrounding their core, we may have to temper our expectations until the Clippers can actually prove they can stay healthy an entire season. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.